0: yeah Bashmania episode 143 before we dive in guys i do want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our friends at attack attack is a training app if you haven't downloaded it yet i don't know what you're waiting for attack atac is a high level fitness and training app it gives you mindset help it gives you workouts it keeps all your workouts in one place somebody asked on youtube a couple weeks ago Does it give you workouts or can you just record yours? You can do both. You can go on here and you'll see there's a little thing. I don't know if you can see it if you're watching the video version, but it says attack it or log it. So you can go in here and click attack it and it'll give you a workout for whatever your goal is. It'll actually like train you. Or if you want to log your workout, this morning I did a 20 minute Peloton ride. I can just log it in there. You still get points, you still climb the le- leaderboard. Super cool app. Go and download the Attack app today. It's ATAC in the Apple App Store and follow them on social, they're ATAC.app. We're back. Episode 143 of Ashmania. Martin's back. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing good. How are you, Justin?
0: I I'm doing good. You know, so I don't know how many people listened to the last one when you were on compared to this one, but for everybody listening, two episodes ago, Martin came on and we kind of dove into his story flow and Rockford and all that. And we scratched the surface of the collegiate duels, but we didn't dive into it. And now it's like, all right, let's dive into it.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm super pumped to to talk about the collegiate duels. So the collegiate duels is as uh, probably the diehards know, but for those who might be on the peripheral um, don't know is an event that's taking, that's taking place in Florida probably right before Christmas, December 21st. And um, December 20th and 21st, I believe, dates. And what's really unique about this, well, one, it's all the, some of the best teams in the country are competing. Seven
0: of the top 10.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's loaded. It's absolutely stacked. And part of the reason we could get buy-in from the teams from this is because they're, in, in a lot of ways, they're collaborating, right? And so, these top teams are facing off against each other, and they are going to be sharing the 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 results of the media uh, value that has been is being produced by the event. So it's it's a totally new model where they're competing, and they get a percentage based on their performance. They're getting a uh, a percentage of the resulting media value for the next five years based off of that event.
0: So, a couple things to kind of go through. Number 1, how did this come about? Because like you said, this is kind of the first of its kind where this hasn't been done before where teams and athletes competing are getting the value that they bring.
1: Well, I think it, it well it came about because uh the Frank Popovichio um was able to pull it together, right? So Frank Pop pa- it's it's basically Frank Popovichio's Papalizio's channel, I think a couple of coaches that he reached out to bought into the idea early, and he yep. just started running with it. Mm-hmm. And they, the coaches love it because they, they know that there is a lot of value that they miss out on.
0: Yep.
1: And a lot of, you know, the system isn't set up to really um, to the benefit of, say, wrestling. It's set up to the benefit of football and basketball. And the revenue base and the value that wrestling has been shown to be able to produce, I mean, just this last weekend, Penn State wrestled Oregon State, and our numbers are, you know, the numbers of the network are open. So everyone could see that the numbers just jump up, right? And they jump up for that event, but a lot of those people stay on, and they continue building this recurring revenue basis, right, that just continues to feed uh a perpetual annuity stream that to the benefit of these channels and these mm-hmm. channels now can partake in that. These schools can partake in it as they, they're now joining a, I would say a collaboration event yeah. where everyone is benefiting when more people log in, when more people sign up.
0: Was it, I don't know if you dealt with this or Frank did, but was it hard to get the schools to be on board? Cause it's one thing if like, Let's say you get Penn State, NLWC on Rockfin. That's its own little entity. When you go through a school and now, you know, like Penn State has a Big Ten contract. Um, NC State might have ACC. Like now they're kind of getting revenue themselves without with, with kind of ignoring the the BTN contracts. Like Was that a pushback at all?
1: Well, I, I would say that. There's usually the schools are benefiting from this totally, right? and in yep. the Big Ten they are be- they they are now benefiting better because you know they they're now able to face off against a you know a top team from the ACC, and each of the conferences is able to benefit from that competition. Yeah. So in, in this way, it just is an easier way for the teams to collaborate, and wrestling gets to really see its full value on display,
0: which is yeah.
1: fun as heck because. There's a lot of value there. As we just saw this last weekend, there's a lot of value there. And when you get two bulls, when you get three bulls, when you get four bulls, when you get seven of the top 10 bulls and they're facing off of the, against each other, it just it doesn't go up linearly. It goes up exponentially. So that's really the exciting part. And based on the model now, everyone can track what's going on. There's no, yep. there's gonna be no secrets, and then within this consortium, there's no secrets, right? So all the teams are gonna know. This is gonna be basically public information, right? Yep. Sharing it with so many different teams, and and now people can really see see the full value that wrestling brings to networks, brings to, um, yeah, I'd say just in general networks.
0: It's also cool. One of the things that I loved about it is. So I started looking at some of the potential matches. Right now, Yanni's up away, but you could have number one Yanni versus number one Nick Lee. You could have two and three, Roman Bravo Young versus Vito Aruja, Michael Kemmer versus Hayden Hidley, Carter Staraki, Mikai Lewis, Keegan O'Toole, Alex Marinelli, some amazing matches. And yeah. when when you start talking about matches in the middle of the year, a lot of times the attitude is well march. Well march. One of the things I love about this is. There's actual prize money on the line. So there's incentive to not duck somebody. There's incentive to actually wrestle the matches. And you showed me the payout this morning, which we can talk about. So one, two questions before we talk about payouts that I know people were talking about on Twitter. One is, so what's the format? It's four pools, right? Because there's no yes. interconference play. Yes.
1: Yeah. So one of the key things about this was to ensure that the conferences didn't necessarily see each, they didn't see each other. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, NC state doesn't want to see Virginia tech. Virginia tech doesn't want to see NC state again. Right. Yeah. They, they, they see each other enough. So this was about getting interconference wrestling, which is a lot of what the intrigue is about. It's like, well, how is sure. this person going to do against that person? Right. So it was, and, and then, by that, you also get a ton of coaches buy-in with that yeah. too, right? Because now they don't um, they don't have to see each guy for the third or fourth time throughout the season, which is sometimes what happens, right? As we both know. So, so yeah, it's two um, it's two pools, and there's two major pools, and then each of the major pools are divided into two. And if you win your pool of three, then you face off in the finals of that pool. And yeah. there's going to be essentially two winners, and the winners of each pool get a, a, um, a hearty sum of the percentage of the media value moving forward. And, and then second gets, um, second gets a good, good amount, and then it goes down from there. So that everybody partakes in the value, so everyone's going to know the full value, which is important, right? So that everyone knows that, you know, what, what percentage is out there, the county, the county is going to be open and transparent for all to see.
0: Yeah, and so from a standpoint of um, the event, so there was some scatter last week on Twitter because the duels the journeyman did with Penn State, it was like all of a sudden it was a pay per view. Then it wasn't. There was an added yeah. amount, and people yeah. were confused by that. Do you know is this going to be a pay per view event? And That's I a guess great question. so. I haven't seen a pay per view yet on Rockfin. That was yeah. part of my intrigue with yeah. last week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was super pumped actually that they were going to do a pay per view, and uh, and for, for probably for none of the reasons that Twitter says, um, the, the people involved did not want a pay per view, um, and it was more I would say bureau- You know, there's more other nascent reasons why they why a pay per view was pulled from it. But you know, I look at that as as, as very important to look see what what a pay per view does. Yeah. Uh in terms of the model where it's a subscription and then there's a pay-per-view on top of it. And yep. I'm all about exploring. You know why Justin because when you explore, sometimes you you don't get the result you want, but then you know. Yep. But if you do get the result you want, you know for the next 10 years what you what you need to do. Yeah. Right? I mean that changes everything. You get to actually totally. see you get to see moving forward, oh wow, that worked. That was incredible. And Chances are, it's not going to fall on its face, yeah. right? I mean, there's there is demand, there was demand to see Penn State, so it's not going to fall on its face. Um, but it's uh, but but it, regardless, you know, it, regardless, it it was uh, it was pulled. But there will be a pay per view for this next event, and the reason why there's a pay per view is because the parties think there's more media value in doing a pay per view. And as you know, our platform's all about figure, giving creators the autonomy, the people that are actually doing the content autonomy to monetize it in a way that best suits them. And we don't even necessarily know all the different ways it can be like for us to, for me to assume and sit here and say, Hey, this is the best way and nothing else works. I think would be, it's very close-minded. Right. And so as we move forward, I can't tell you how many times I'm surprised. And I've been doing this for you know many years about what works and what doesn't around media for different media companies or for different channels I'm always learning and by allowing the flexibility for each channel to do a pay-per-view it allows them to learn and yeah. what's cool about this is I' got a special place in my heart for wrestling it's like wrestling's on the bleeding edge yep. they get to they get to play with it because they're bought they are get to play with it firsthand and see what is going on. And all eyes are gonna be on not only the matches, but the data for the yeah. event, right? And so there's just so much learning that's gonna be happening and it's, and it's time. It's, re- it's really exciting that wrestling is gonna be the first ever event that's gonna be distributed like this in, and also leaning full on in to Web3, which, yeah. is,
0: which is cool. Is it gonna be a thing where with pay-per-views it's an option or is it always on top of the subscription, or is it like an option where you can go, you know, let's say no matter what, I know there's free content, but then is this is the pay-per-view model on top of the subscription model?
1: Um uh yeah, so are you saying can you do a pay-per-view without a subscription or can you do a subscription yeah, so like, without a pay-per-view?
0: I'm sure people listening, the first thing they're going to wonder is do they have to subscribe to – let's say they're not subscribed to Rockfin. Do they have to subscribe to Rockfin then get the pay-per-view or can they come in and just get the pay-per-view?
1: No, they sub- They have to subscribe to Rockfin and Got get it. the pay-per-view. It's, it's very much like the ESPN Plus model with the UFC, which they, they yeah. actually pioneered with that. Right, so um, so channels are going to be able to do that at their will. You know, again, it's not the platform; it's not us deciding. We just provide the tools. They decide how they want to monetize. Yeah. And so, you know, it's you know, some people, everyone always complains about the price, but to yeah. me, I don't look at it as the people chirping. I just look at it from the standpoint of, of if you by. Are people willing to buy fo- buy it? Do they people find value in the product? And if they feel find value in the product, they will pay. It's right. It's like, do we accept that you know tickets to a football game cost you know eighty dollars? How much do they cost, Justin? I don't know. You went to I, the game the other day.
0: Yeah, it's like two hundred bucks a seat. I want to say it's like <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah. It's, I mean,
1: they they just charge what it's worth, and you know, there's a scarcity to it, and so. To me, it's not. It's not about people saying, "Oh, you know." It's the. To me, it's really. It's like, is there a clear model that works? And if it does, then use the model to the benefit of the sport. And that's what I think the channel is doing. I'm excited, and um, I'm excited for them. And it should be. It's going to be really interesting.
0: It's also cool because, like you said, it's up to the channel on if they want to add the if they want to add a cost add a later for pay-per-view and then it's also it's up to them to name the price right yes so yes. i imagine there's going to be testing on whether or not hey let's make this a pay-per-view or let's not or hey let's make this ten dollars twenty dollars fifty dollars depending on what the value is and people are definitely going to chirp i think willie sent out a great tweet last week like it's that time of year where people complain about wrestling subscriptions while drinking seven dollar lattes from Starbucks. Yeah. You know, and I agree with that. There's if there's value, pay for it. Um, for the payouts, now can we go into those numbers? Yeah, let's do it. So for first place, there's gonna be two first place winners, one from each pool. So they get 18 and a half percent, and then each semifinalist gets 10%. Yes. And then second in pool, which there's four, four pools, right? Mm-hmm. Second and four pools, they all get 5.5%. Third in, in the four pools get 2.75%. And the admin gets 10%. Yes. So seems like there's a lot of value there for the teams. Like that's a good yeah. chunk of change going back to the teams.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's going back to teams over the course of years. Right. They'll be getting checks for years to come. Right now, the vast majority of the value will come in the first year, yeah. But you know, there will be a significant portion that comes in the second year and third year, and then it starts to trail off year four and year five. But but it's still value, and it's distributed over the course of five years. And then next year they'll do it again, and it'll still be another five years, right? And that yeah. event will be five years, right? So, it's um, it is to me, it is, it's an important, I would say, turning point. I think, for the sport in terms of seeing the data around the value that the media is producing.
0: Yep. And now is that 18.5% of both the subscription and the pay-per-view, or how does that work? Um,
1: no, all of the value is... So all of the value from the event is lumped yep. in together. Okay. So it's subscription and pay-per-view. So the whole value of the event, there's no, there's nothing that, um, yeah, there's nothing that's excluded from that.
0: That's wild. What was the process of coming up with those numbers? Was it like a back-and-forth process?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we kind of, got, um, um, you know, uh, Frank was was spearheading it, and he came up with the numbers. And uh, from what I understand, he went back and forth a little bit with it and, and um, kind of figured out, hey, this is the right thing. Um, and so that is, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's kind of just, you know, felt right, I yeah. looked it over. I, I, I'm sure he talked to all the coaches of the teams and said, yeah. hey, this is it. And they had a chance to provide feedback and he may have tweaked it from there. But my understanding is, is that, uh, is that he, he came up with it and started to tweak it. Um, based on what the the feedback he was given, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you figure 37% of all the value is going back to the top two teams, that's not only awesome for the sport, it's awesome for the teams competing. And you got to assume when teams are making their schedule moving forward and there's events like this that pay money back versus non-events, I got to assume that you're going to start seeing more events try to take this model, whether it's the Midlands, the Southern Scuffle, whatever they are, you start talking about these individual tournaments. You know, I saw um, Tony Hager said something a couple weeks ago, a month ago about which tournaments and how some tournaments just completely take off. Like the super 32 is completely taken off. And moving forward over the next five to ten years, I'm so curious on what events go to this model and start evolving, which, like you said, in the last episode you were on, when I asked, you're a guy who's contributed a lot to wrestling. What do you think wrestling needs to grow? Web 3.0. And for people asking, like, this is it, like adopting a revenue based model for teams to participate in and have events actually give back the value is game changing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's adding to the pot, right? Yeah. And and when people uh, part of web 3.0 and the whole concept behind it Justin is is really giving power back to the users. And there's yeah. this concept in web 3.0 called composability where p- other people can build on top of uh, on top of protocols, right? And so yeah. the idea of being is, is that once all of the data is out there and people are empowered, they're going to do things that they, that we have never thought of or never seen. Uh, for example, I was, I cannot take credit for this, but I, I, <laughs> I, I was told different ideas based off of that people are already riffing off of this model, where, you know, where there's actual NFTs for the athletes that partake in particular events where if they win the event, they get those NFTs and those NFTs are so an nft for those who don't know is called is a non-fungible token so there's only yeah. one of them well the protocol can make it so that if someone pulls in that nft and gets that nft then they get distributed seamlessly from the protocol all the what percentage royalties they should be getting right yeah. and so it's really a use case around nfts that that we we don't often see right we when we talk about nfts a lot of times it's associated with some art and then there's, you know, it's, it's about owning a piece of art online. And it's, it, it's sometimes made fun of or made light of because it's just like a, just like a JPEG, right? You can copy yeah. that piece of art, but there's one person that owns that NFT. So it's very much like kind of like a baseball card-ish type of uh, idea where it's, it's, it's a collectible, but there's not necessarily utility in it. Well, what if we actually combined utility... Where people are actually getting a royalty based on their particular performance in an event, and maybe there's also art, right? And so to that is that is that is changing the course, right? And and I didn't even come up with. I feel like an idiot. I didn't come up with that (laughs) idea. Someone else came up with that idea. I said, "Hey, let's go and use this model." And I said, "That's brilliant. Let's go and do that, right?" And so we um. When we, we had talked about NFT, particular for an event where maybe someone could bid on the outside royalties for an event moving forward, which we really like. Yeah. But we didn't think about that iteration. So as you open up the possibilities, other people can contribute and actually add to the protocol in a much more seamless, dynamic way because everything is open. And that's where creativity really flourishes, where people come up with new ideas to build on top of old ideas, to mix in with new ideas over here. And then all of a sudden, voila, you have a totally different product.
0: Yeah. And it's happening so fast. And it's it's wild to watch. I'm a big fan of just testing things and seeing what works and, and what doesn't, kind of like you said a few minutes ago. And with NFTs, I saw Gary V roll roll it out where he, you know, has all these NFTs, but part of it was if you get a certain NFT, you basically get an experience. So it's kind of sets the floor. Like, let's say it's a 15 minute phone call with him. Well, that sets the floor for that NFT. And it's like, hey, this NFT is not worth X because there's an experience bundled with it where, hey, and I think you're going to see that in wrestling. I've talked to some of my um, athletes about doing different things where maybe we make an NFT and pair it with an experience. And I do think we haven't even scratched the surface of what it's going to, how it's going to roll out as a whole. And when you start talking about wrestling and how much wrestling can benefit by getting in now, it's wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I don't even know about the N. you know, the NCA stuff, but obviously yep. what, It's interesting from what I hear, it's just, it's all over the place with the NIL, right? There's a lot of confusion. There's there's a lot of openness. So it's being disrupted right now. So they're going to have to figure out like what goes, what doesn't, but it is, it's an exciting landscape. And again, Justin, a a key component is wrestling has an opportunity to jump to the front of the line by doing something different. And it's not doing that something that much different. And there's not really that much risk associated with it, but by right. leaning into Web three, they can really change the course of the sport forever. And like I say with wrestling, it's not a it's not a product problem. Yeah. The product is there. The product is awesome. It really is. It, it's I, I wouldn't even say it's necessarily marketing because the marketing is really good. It's a distribution problem, right? The distribution combined with marketing. But if you are able to have an ability where you use a new model for distribution that allows the early adopters to increase their wealth dramatically. That's going to bring a lot more eyes. And if you yeah. are first to a new distribution model, you do get one, the financial utility to it, but you also get, you understand how to play with the tools. You understand yeah. what you can do with the tool. You understand better there's more innovation that comes with the sport and that is what it's about in terms of being on the bleeding edge and that's that's what wrestling's opportunity is and wrestling is going full in which is exciting i mean from what i see more and more people calling every day looking to take advantage of this model
0: yeah and you said what i was going to say next is the innovation aspect because you know over the last year One thing I've noticed about Flow is that they don't really talk about events that they're not putting on. And I think as more events like this take place, it's going to force somebody like Flow and others to number one, you can't ignore events. If half the events are now on Rockfin, you can't not talk about an event because it's on a different platform, it's on a different station. And it's also going to force people, if this is the bar, like if other tournaments start going to a model like this, more events go to a model like this, it's going to force others in the sport to now keep up to some degree. It's like, wait a minute. When we go to that tournament and we win, we get 18% of the value we bring. When we yeah. go to your tournament, aside from guys getting matches, what are we getting that that's huge? Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do we make, how, how is wrestling become a really revenue generating sport And and. in, in I'm not saying that, that the payouts are going to be, you know, in millions of dollars for everybody, but once you have an economic model, you can invest in the economic model with an idea of how to, how to get an ROI. Right. But when there's no economic model, then you're just investing in a black hole and it's just an, you know, it's, it's red on the balance sheet. It's just, it's just pouring more and more money into a, into a sport with no end in sight and that is exhausting it's exhausting for donors it's exhausting for administration so really flipping the tables and making it a revenue generating sport is important for its uh, for its life you know for its growth moving forward and and for its sustainability
0: it also indirectly helps a sport because I think if you look at like the teams that are coming to this, which for those that don't know, it's Penn State, Arizona State, Virginia Tech, Cornell, UNI, Hofstra, Central Michigan, Oregon State, Lehigh, Missouri, NC State, and Iowa. Those are 12 programs with good followings that now have even more incentive to get their SIDs and other people involved in, in pushing it and promoting it. Yes. Obviously, the bigger yeah. the bigger the pool, yeah. is, the more money they make. So it's more incentive to create content get out interviews, get out whatever, it's added incentive. And I think you're going to see it from the coach level down where maybe a guy like Cal who's not as traditionally about creating content, now if he sees, hey, if we create more content, get more people here, and there's no reason why we can't win this thing. So I think even indirectly, it's doing good because it's helping give incentive for teams to do what they should be doing, which is, contributing to the marketing, contribute to the hype, the promotion of competitions.
1: Yeah, the collaboration aspect. Yeah. Right, so you hear this term a lot, and I think it's almost, it's kind of like not that good of a term, but once you get it, you kind of get it. In, in, in crypto, when you get into crypto, people throw around the term trustless. Yep. And to me, it's like almost a negative connotation, like I don't trust something. But the idea is that you don't have to trust, I don't have to trust somebody when I'm interacting with blockchain, or when I'm interacting with Bitcoin, or I'm interacting with Ethereum, or I'm interacting with. I can just verify. Yeah, right. And so it, you don't have to trust. And so you, there's a it's it's end up it ends up being a trustless system, and that's 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 why they call it trustless. Although I yep. think it might be a negative connotation. That's how they that's the ter- terminology they use. So in this way, you know, you have these programs. They're competing. They don't have a lot of trust with each other, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. So they don't they, you know. So what traditionally has happened is they got to use a trusted third party, someone in the middle to say, hey, I'll work with you and then I'll work with you. Right. Mm-hmm. But what happens there is a trusted third party then has a lot of power and control. Yeah. And they can that trusted third party can really um leverage they can play certain people off of each other. Yep. Right. To the detriment of both of them. Correct. Okay. And so, and the, everyone doesn't exactly know what's going on. It's all kind of closed door meetings behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And so that dynamic with crypto is gone, yeah. right? Where everyone gets to see, they, they don't need trust to operate in the system. They can just go and verify and say, yeah, it's here. I can see the accounting for what's going on. if They want to go and verify and that's a powerful concept. It's not a small thing. It's a very big thing yep. because once you can get buy-ins of major players that might not like each other or might not, or do definitely do not trust each other, right? Cause they're competing in a fierce manner, but they need each other, yep. right? We need, we need everyone's collaboration. We need everyone on the same page, To some degree, right? I mean, it's good to have different people competing, you know, philosophy, yada, yada, yada. But like on some things, like within media, it's really great to have everyone on the same page to the benefit of those people, to their benefit. So yes, duke it out, duke it out, be fierce competitors, but do so in mansions, don't do it in alleys, right? So that's the kind of idea is just like, let's make it work for everybody. Let's make it work for them so that, and then there's more incentive to, Operate in this mode where everything isn't so difficult all the time in terms of getting people on the same page because they know they're getting they're take, they're looking they're just acting in their own best self interest and yeah. that's important.
0: Yeah, and I think you know that's why I wanted to be on Rockfin was you know I've got a lot of friends and clients in state college and I know okay my thought process was hey let's say they sign up for the NWC Rockfin. And now on my podcast, is Bo Nickel, Bo Bartlett, Jason Nolf, Zane, all these guys. They're going to watch it. That gives me incentive, even financially, to say, hey, let's promote this event. And I think that's what's going to happen now with different schools and clubs and teams. And again, I really think, and I don't know if other events and other organizers are already looking into this, but I don't think it's going to be long, you know, as they, I, encourage people to watch over the next 30 days and see i suspect you're going to see more marketing more promotion leading up to december 20th and then i think it's going to be a domino effect of okay hey how can we go this route
1: yeah and on top of that something we're gonna we're gonna release here justin another big news is we're gonna release a a marketing uh um, what's it called a, a mark I won't call it a pride it's like a bounty a marketing bounty for those that want to do independent marketing around what around these particular events or around particular channels yeah and if people do market them and they do create content they do other components we'll give them what we would have given to Facebook or Twitter
0: I love that So it's,
1: it's totally organic It's like, so if you say, oh man, Martin said something really cool in this podcast, I'm going to take it. And what I'm going to do with it is I'm going to cut it up into a super cut. And then I'm going to put, you know, X, Y, and Z in it. And then you clip it and you send it out and it goes viral and it takes off. Then we pay you what we would have given to Facebook or Twitter or somebody else. that's huge, you know, as a platform, right? It's like, no, no, let's, let's take off, Let's support the people, the creators on a whole nother marketing level. And you have a whole yeah. marketing agency, right? Yeah. And then whatever bounty isn't used for that month, then grows over to the second next month. And it continues yeah. to roll over until it's all used. And then the next month starts. And now it's back at, you know, whatever it might be. We're thinking about uh, maybe five, ten thousand $10,000 a month, yeah. right? Of just bounty where people can earn it just by, just by executing marketing in this decentralized manner and so that's um people are already kind of doing it but you know if if we could if we could support their efforts then then maybe they could do it even better when is that going to roll out it's going to roll out soon so we have a ray meetup today so we're going to be talking about it in our ray meetup at uh, two o'clock p.m central three eastern
0: that's actually probably a good segue because i know the last time you came on people were tweeting how to buy Ray. I need to buy Ray. Where yeah. can people go if they want to buy Ray token and buy into this ecosystem?
1: Yeah, great question. So you can buy Ray. So if you set up a Coinbase account and then you set up a Coinbase wallet, which are two different things, yep. getting them confused, right? Um, you can then send your funds to your Coinbase wallet and you can go just buy Ray on your Coinbase wallet um, via uh, via Uniswap. That's U-N-I-S-W-A-P. Um, I believe it's .org. But that's the, that's the decentralized exchange where you can buy and sell, Ray.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm excited for that marketing bounty program. Obviously, being a marketing guy. <laughs> yeah. That's great. List, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I do think that's, and I think, like you said, you're already seeing a lot of it organically, where I know that's one reason I started this podcast was because for me, working with so many athletes over the years, I know how many good stories they have about what it took to get to where they are. And they have a lot of good value to give people. And there's a lot of good content being created around events, but not so much about the athletes. Or there's a lot of good content being created at times around events that are coming up. So it, it's been fun for me to kind of help you know these athletes tell their stories. I've got it looks like Jason Nolfe coming on next week because he's competing um, in Russia, him and Snyder. And nobody's talking about it because if it's not being streamed by an individual organization, it doesn't get nearly as, as much pull. So we got to we got to get Rockman over there. So these matches can be can be streamed. Well, they but- got to
1: stream it on Rockman. We got to get them. They got home. Maybe see the see the results. And uh, and then get get hire a media company or hire someone to produce it and stream it on Rockford because that that is I mean hopefully it ends up they see it's like hey this is not our our best interest to go do this we can make another ten thousand dollars we can yep. make another fifteen thousand dollars if we just go execute the stream in the right manner and then also look at there's a, a mark there's an army of marketers that are going to be helping to market us. Wow, yep. this is great, right? So, so really enabling, uh, unlocking that for uh, whether it be production companies, event rights holders, media companies, anyone is really the that's that's the idea. Just let let's unlock it and let's make it so that it is. It's very lucrative for them to spend all of their time within wrestling.
0: Do you think that? Well, well, I think about events like the Open or the Bill Farrell. I happen to see the 2022 World Team Trials uh, qualifying procedure comes out, or it came out, and I saw, you know, Bill Farrell's in April, U.S. Opens in April. Do you think we'll we're going to get to a point to where we see this on the individual level? So let's say, you know, it's obviously different because you have ten weights, but let's say the winner of all ten weights in men's freestyle, the winner of all ten weights in Greco and women's freestyle, they get a portion of the revenue.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's where I where, think too. That's where it's going. Out. Yeah, that's where it's going. And so they they get a portion. Uh, they get an NFT. It would be really interesting too is if different P, if different NFTs could be bidded up, yeah. right? Or um, you know, so I was thinking about this the other night. So then, kind of figuring out. So obviously, Burroughs Dake provided a lot more value than the than if you take one of the lesser. Yep. competitive weights that the United States happened. Right? So how, how do you effectively reward Burroughs and Dake weight? Yeah, because the media value um, just seemed d- just f- probably that alone was off the charts, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm all about trying to reward value where value values contributed, not more, not less, right? And really get an accurate portrayal because that's when when we really know what's going on underneath the surface, then we can change our reality or improve our reality. Right. Uh, But if we don't know what reality is, then we could be doing things that aren't necessarily benefiting our reality could actually be making things worse just because we don't know what's actually going on. And so I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with it. So, right. So I I think about these things and I go, okay, so in that scenario, how would you make it so that the Dake versus Burroughs NFT was higher or just that weight class. So if NOLF was able to beat Dake in a massive upset and then power through Burroughs, then NOLF gets, you know, but like that weight class, clearly there was a lot of interest in. Yeah, There was a lot of interest in the Snyder Cox weight class until until Cox, (laughs) which I'm super salt in the wound for, you know, I'm sure Cox, um, but also for all the fans, we, we, everyone wanted to see that. So, but there's these different, these different uh, there's th- these different value structures that need to almost be floating up and down based on uh, value. Have you but thought if, about how
0: to get that value out? Because it's such an interesting question.
1: What do you mean how, how to get the value? Like, up? have you the thought
0: value? of how to like determine the value? Like of, of uh, the pros yeah, so, day versus.
1: So there's there's ways you can do it where when someone logs in, they pick like you know what which which bracket they're most excited about. That's a little bit. Maybe um, there's ways where people could um, we could we could measure it the peak viewership on yeah. each of that relative to the the last viewership and then you know kind of from a pro rata basis level off those things are in, are a little bit more imprecise uh, but there's still ways to do that uh, I would like to I haven't figured out completely but let's let's be real here too. Let's not make perfection the the enemy of massive improvement. Even if you did it equally, right? Even if you did it equally across weight classes, it would be massive improvement.
0: Well, it's also, too, my initial thoughts right off the bat is, one, if you sorted the 10 weights based on what you think is the most popular, and then there you go. The main event gets the most then this mm-hmm. co made event would get that because you already see that in UFC and even in some wrestling duels where they'll stagger mm-hmm. it however they want, or you know, NCAA's will yeah. pick the weight, so that's one way, or it could be as easy as guys, what was the match of the night? They're getting a massive NFT bonus, yeah. you pick yes. match of the night. You know, what I mean, there yeah, is yeah, so yeah, many that's ways. Great,
1: see, that's a great idea, yeah. So the, it, it's Exactly. Or who tipped, you know, maybe you can tip the NFTs, which has got the most and there, from, from there, that pro rata value is, is assigned to the NFT. And, and it goes from there. So it's ideas like that, where, you know, there's not just a group of people thinking about that. It's the community is thinking about it. They, they come up with way better ideas. And so having that open dialogue is, is the key structural component of web three that is why some of the smartest people in the world are betting huge on Web3, right? It's like all this Silicon Valley money that made massive um, money over the last 20 years on Web2, they're taking all of their profits, all of the money that they've made, and now they're throwing it at Web3 in terms of almost, all the all the companies that they support they're 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 now dismantling them and they're saying hey we can actually build this from a better way that will actually beat these incumbents based on these core principles that having a decentralized community figuring out solutions is better than a couple of engineers hold up in a room making a centralized top down choice right yeah. and there's a lot of I would say there's a lot of skepticism around that approach, but it is, some of the smartest minds in the the world are betting on the more decentralized open source protocol approach. And it's also what I'm betting on based on everything that I've seen. And, and, Yeah. And so this is more than just, hey, I mean, sometimes Silicon Valley is wrong, but this is not a case where they're wrong. And it's, by the way, it's not just Silicon Valley. Now, obviously, it's Austin, Texas is huge in terms of Web3. Miami is huge in terms of Web3. New York City is becoming huge in Web3. So even even the tech is in itself becoming more decentralized and, and more distributed across the United States, which is good to see.
0: Yeah. And I also think the more people dive in and get their feet wet in some component, the skepticism goes away pretty quickly. I think the most skeptical people, whether it's cryptos, NFT, whatever, it there's that layer of uncertainty and unknown that I think prevents a lot of people from really understanding more because they stay so far away. I think when people get their toes a little wet, buy a little crypto, buy an NFT, you know, be on a platform like Rockfin, whatever it may be. When you get your toes wet, I know that's what it was for me. I'm a marketing tech guy, but still, when it was getting my feet a little wet, when you get a little crypto, when you watch certain things, it's fascinating to watch that unfold. So I think if people just get involved a little bit, um, because there there are when you start talking about the pros, you know, my mind's still going with different ways to reward people at, at an event like that. Like even if you had like an upset of the night, like let's say it's a weight that wasn't that competitive but somebody upsets Snyder, he should get a yeah. massive reward. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can come up and I think having tools like this that allow for that collaboration yes. that that should outweigh the skepticism. And I think if people start getting a little bit more involved, I think some of the skepticism will fade.
1: Yeah. And it's with everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, for, even for me, there's an intimidation. anytime you're doing something new and it involves money and kind of connecting your, you know, there's a little bit of an intimidation factor in terms of that. So, um, I think that's totally, that is natural, but it is, uh, do it because the next 10 years, I say that Web3 will move about two to three, maybe four X faster than Web2. And so if Web2, took, if people say kind of Web2 took about 20 years, I would say that Web3 will move. T- i certainly 2x faster maybe 3x faster and the reason i say that is because when you do have the open collaboration people and people can see data they can become creative themselves and they can they can add value a whole lot faster which becomes compounding because when they're adding value in different ideas then other people can play off those ideas and it becomes this growing snowball that moves faster and faster and faster down the down the hill and and we've already built up one set of digital networks. So we understand the, all the components of, which now cliche term, but network effects, right? There's, yeah. there's people that understand the mechanics, like to a, a, a cellular level around network effects. And because of that, it's like we're building something that we've already built before but we're building it better with this new tool and so based on those two components alone i think it'll be two three or four x faster than web 2.
0: yeah and i hope you know to kind of bring this full circle i really hope to that wrestling adapts this i think it solves problems i think to be you know anytime you're you're in the beginning the better and i think right now you know we're seeing explosive growth in certain areas like women's wrestling and what better way to contribute to building women's wrestling than creating events where now they can get the revenue back and they can get the value back you know you you're seeing it with flow a little bit where some women want a lot of money flow things are not worth it and you know people are looking at it from just a viewership standpoint some people are looking at it just from the business standpoint but a model like this helps completely take care of that it's like look at Here's the prize pool, which is the value. There's no, yeah. it's, it's very transparent and it, it should help expedite things like women's wrestling viewership so much.
1: Yeah, and I would love to hear from anybody who thinks that the value isn't accurately rewarded, right? Yeah. We look at this every which way. And from when you are rewarded on Rockfin, you're rewarded for the lifetime value that your event produced, in perpetuity. I mean, I just put five years under under it with the the uh, collegiate duels and 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 that's there just to kind of put bookends around it. But like yeah. in perpetuity, you get rewarded for the full value that you bring. Now, again, most of the value is coming that day, but if seven years from now there's still value that is coming because of the acquisition that you brought on, because you brought on customers on that one day in December, then you get rewarded. That the the protocol measures that value. Now it's not massive amounts of money, but there is an annuity stream that can build based on those early contributions to the network, and it's our obsession to reward accurately the full value that everybody brings to the table, and. I love to hear skeptics too, Justin. Yeah. So if someone says, you know, I was thinking about it, I think that, you know, this takes too much or this isn't right. Like I, yeah. I'm we're all ears in terms of the protocol level. But once the protocol, the protocol at some point will even become decentralized, where there'll be independent forces making that determination based on who is contributing the most to the lifetime value of the network. And that ultimately is where value is determined. And any which way you look at it from media, that is the most deductive way to to look at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm excited. I, I'm i obviously now even more excited with this marketing bounty program, but I'm excited for the collegiate duels next month. I'm excited for how wrestling takes this and runs with it. I mean, what a great pilot event for this technology when you have seven of the top 10 (laughs) teams you know like it's and i wrote down a couple more matches too that i mentioned earlier but like potentially aaron brooks versus hunter boland rocky Elam versus jacob warner spencer versus brandon courtney greg kirkville versus colton schultz drew Hildebrandt versus sam latona these are all like matches like one versus seven three versus five one versus five two versus three like the amount of matches i'm so glad that teams are getting on board with this and I, i can't wait to watch it watch it unfold
1: yeah. it'll be it'll be a great event and i'll be watching the matches just as intently as i'll be watching the data so it'll be fun
0: i'm jealous i would i wish i could watch the data because like we built a lot of websites we do a lot of things where the data is everything and i know the bigger the data pool the more fun it is because the more data you get the more numbers yeah. you get so well
1: we, well we gotta we gotta make sure that i mean uh uh like i said i'll if there's more stuff that we can open source or more stuff that we can make available to everybody, I'm down for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I'm looking for massive transparency uh, so that everybody can see what's going on. So there are no secrets. So um, if you have some suggestions around that, we are, we're, we're more than open to take your suggestions and, and try and run with them and, and implement them um as as maybe a test basis that then then goes into a full mode where everything around it so shoot me the ideas i love it
0: definitely all right martin that's all i got you got anything else no sir thank you for having me on just awesome that was fun thanks for making the time man we'll to do this again soon you bet See awesome and
1: the beat goes on